be your homie. Does this bass hit different, or is it just me? Nah, it definitely hits different. Jeez, this Ricky desktop guy is really up to something, huh? Yeah. Hey, they call me Rick to the key, to the desk, to the top. Ricky desktop. They call me Rick to the key, to the desk, to the top. Ricky desktop. They call me Rick to the key, to the desk, to the top. Ricky desktop. They call me Rick to the key, to the desk, to the top. Ricky desktop. Ricky, Ricky desktop. Ricky that stop, Ricky, Ricky that stop. Now I opened up my heart and found a spiritual void. This is Ricky that stop. My next guest is a producer who has recently gained success by making his beats go viral on TikTok. Songs such as Damn, The Banjo Beat, Chicken Wing Beat, and more. His songs have millions of plays. It's my pleasure to introduce Ricky Desktop. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today I'm with a very special guest, the one and only Ricky Desktop. Hey, what's up, bro? There we go. <laughs> it's funny as fuck. The first time I actually like heard your music was honestly less than a month ago. I was just on... Um, everyone gives me shit for this, too. Like I have Snapchat and Instagram, and I usually look at memes on Snapchat when most people look at memes on Instagram, but I actually find some pretty funny memes on Snapchat. And I was on a Snapchat meme and there's this guy who, um, every year like sets up this, these like crazy Christmas, these Christmas lights that sync up to music. And, um, in the meme, it was like synced up to the chicken wing song. And I was like, wait, what the hell is this? And I looked up the chicken wing song on YouTube, found you and, um, Jairus Johnson. And now the rest is history. <laughs> Yes, sir. Crazy. It's a banger. How's it? Is that weird to like see your music on memes and stuff? Just like whenever you're scrolling through the internet. No, nah, I mean that that was sort of the the objective, like for the Ricky Desktop project. I mean, it was I observed that you know music goes viral with TikTok and stuff. Like it, you know, I if you if you're trying to make a name for yourself and get streams like without any label support or without, you know, any, I don't even know connections or money, which I didn't have either of those. I was like, damn, you got to make your shit go viral. So that, so yeah, the viral, like, I guess the meme, the viral thing. So I tapped into that little energy, you know? Yeah. Makes sense. And where are you from? I'm from, uh, from Florida, from Hollywood, Florida. It's like Fort Lauderdale vibes. Hell yeah. <laughs> there's there must there's like a pretty big music scene out there right like have you connected with any of those artists in florida um honestly not really i mean like i would i'd be down to i i'm just kind of to myself a lot especially with covid like kind of just and i'm still in my parents garage at the moment just you know saving up some capital <laughs> you know how it be so yeah like pretty much no not not much collab going at least right now Right. Did you did you start this? Is like this wave of Ricky Desktop during this quarantine, or is it started before that? Yeah, I, I became Ricky Desktop like April of this year. Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, my name is Donnie, and uh, I've released music under a couple different aliases over the years. I mean, before Ricky Desktop, I was uh, 
young affiliate, you know, putting out just like funny raps, kind of sort of little dicky vibe. And like, I mean, that is oh, yeah. largely where the passive lies. Like, I'm a funny dude, I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I've been producing beats heavy for for nine years so far, and so people are always like, "Bro, your beats are better than your raps." But some people, like, there's a couple people are like, "Yeah, your raps are fire." So I don't know. I mean, so maybe they're just being yes men. But I think the raps are fire. But the Ricky desktop thing, I really honed in. I was like, all right, you got to make your beats go viral on TikTok. And, and and that's what I did. Damn, but how do you... Everyone struggles, struggles with making things go viral. Though. Like, what did you figure out that made it? Because I've noticed that the beats are definitely short, which is what TikTok's all about. Is like short and straight to the point. But like, what did you notice specifically on TikTok to make it so you realize that these specific beats would make sense for something like TikTok. Um I noticed that they the beats have to, you know, be relatable in some capacity, which which is cool. I mean, so the first beat that I made go viral was the Shark Boy beat where I sampled a portion from the Shark Boy long drum movie where it's like um close your eyes, shut your mouth, dream and dream and get us out. And so, you know, that was the beginning of quarantine and everyone was on this wave like, yeah, I'm trying to get the fuck out of quarantine. So it was like dream and dream, get us out. I don't know. And so that was relatable and then the beats, I mean, I just try to make them smack hard and I try to put in, you know, uh, like particular elements that you could really latch onto and dance to. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So really those are the things relatable and then make them, you know, distinctly danceable. Wow. Yeah. That's just crazy. Like bass drops and everything. It's just like, it's definitely like the TikTok vibe and those like all your songs, whether it's on YouTube, TikTok, Spotify, even, they all have like millions of streams. That's insane. Like, what the? There's artists that, like, I'm like grinding. I'm in a music scene. I'm in a music scene like, that works very hard, but like, because like the connections aren't all here in the Seattle area, like, everyone's kind of against them, each other. But like, you were just working on your own and you fucking made it happen. Solo, yeah. Solo dolo, but I mean, you gotta remember it's been years of fucking bro like before young affiliate i had other names i've been trying everything sound like soundcloud and then posting videos on instagram staying up all night like mad nights just so me by myself with the piano like just just trying to trying to get nice with it you know really so i mean like the artists that i fuck with a lot i mean i like i love jack harlow because i know he's been on the grind I just respect anyone who's been on that consistent grind, which which I've been on heavy. So it's like, I don't know. I, I'm so the Ricky desktop wave is taking off. I mean, I have some fans now, which is crazy. So I'm trying to like, just trying to just be the homie, be a good person, and just make fire music. So yeah. Hell yeah! And how old are you? I just turned 23. So 20. Okay. Yeah, we're in the same age range. I just turned 20, actually. So the the, the double decade aspect yeah. on my birthday i got like a flat tire on the freaking freeway so 2020 turning 20 man i was like what the hell how does this happen to me that was weird i think you just tapped into the series but nah i hear you man that's that's, that's <laughs> tragic that is very tragic so how did the name ricky desktop come to be pretty much like i just thought it sounded fire i've had i mean the specific way it came to be was that so i keep mentioning these other aliases so like i have on my phone on my notes a bunch of uh rap rapper names like just that i've just thought of mad funny names i mean just 
different ones. You know, Young Affiliate was one, and I used it, and I pretty much failed at it. Like, it didn't work. And then on that list, next up was Ricky Desktop. I thought of that shit oh, probably shit. in fucking 10th grade, 9th grade. And so I just was like, all right, I'm Ricky Desktop now on TikTok. So I, I basically, it's just, it's people get confused because I literally just spawned out of nowhere. Like, I just spawned this fucking myth, like, mysterious character or not not that mysterious but kind of just like this character ricky desktop on tiktok and i was just pumping out viral beats like it's my fucking job and then yeah i made a fucking spotify account for ricky desktop and youtube and i just got it jumping so like fully solo dolo ain't nobody helping me i just basically figured it out so yeah that's crazy that's that's a lot of self-evolving though to like realize shit this one's not gonna work so i'm on to the next one like it takes a lot of balls, realistically. Some people are like are too afraid to let go of something if something's not working. Bro, I'm already ready. Honestly, if this Ricky desktop shit doesn't pan out, I already got more. I'm ready to go. Like, I ain't that. I'm not tied to that. Honestly, I'm not that tied to being Ricky desktop. I mean, n- none of my friends or family call me Ricky. Like, they call me Donnie. So it, mm-hmm. it's really just it happens to have been the one that kind of caught on i mean i don't know it's not that caught on yet i don't even know but like for me it ain't about the name or whatever it's just about the the music being fine you feel me wow that's crazy so like are you still like right now are you still having to like work a second job and do music or like how is that working out for you right now nah bro thank god i mean this whole like last year i was driving uber i was working a sales job and shit i was like selling t-shirts online but nah I'm, bro, I'm very so grateful. I'm chilling. I actually just now I just actually signed a record deal. Oh shit! With Electra Records, basically we're doing an album together. Wow. Twelve songs. Ricky Desktop featuring Sway Lee. Ricky Desktop featuring Jack Harlow, like a a producer album. That'd be fun. Dead ass. Yeah, I'm trying to get Young Thug, Nav. Like I'm trying to make some some heaters. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah, thank God. So, and then, yeah, been doing little partnerships too with brands and shit. So, so fucking thank you, God, for real, for real. How do you make sure that are you gonna stick to this like producing wave though, or like you say you want to become like more of a rapper as well? But like, how are you gonna fit both of those in? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> so my my rapper name is kind of affiliate still, Loki, like young affiliate, but. And so I I can be with the deal. I'm allowed to release songs separate from the albums. I just released a song the other day Rick, where Ricky Desktop comma affiliate. And so I'm singing mm. it. And so I can just still be doing that whenever I want. And so, I mean, yeah. So I can just release stuff and, you know, if it takes off, it takes off. But like, it's, I mean, the music with me singing on it is kind of more for myself than it is for the people. Like, I came to terms with the fact that the masses are be fucking more with my production and my singing. So that's what the whole Ricky desktop thing is like the banjo beat, the dice beat, like all those beats. That's the way I felt like I could service the masses with the production mm-hmm. in a way. So, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's what this album is about to be. That'd be just like heaters on heaters with, with people singing on my beats. That'd be cool. And actually, I'm excited, guys. That'd be crazy. It's gonna be like hype, like a murder beats type album. I feel like yeah, murder beats, but like more bass, more more TikTok vibes, more dope features. I mean, murder beats gets dope features, but like yeah, 
Right. Hell yeah. So when you work with a record label, how does it come to be that you're like getting artists? Like, do you have to reach out to these artists at this point? Or like, does the record label, you just say, I want to work with this artist and the record label reach out, reaches out for you? I don't know. I just, inked, I mean, this deal, we've been negotiating it for months now, but I just inked it like right before we hopped on. So I, I don't know exactly how it's going to look, but um, I have a really good relationship with the head of the label, Greg Nadell. Shout out. So Hell yeah. yeah, so like, we're just going to sort of work it out. I mean, I got some collaborators that are on the, you know, songwriter side that will be helping me out. So I, I don't, I don't fully know though. I mean, it's going to be, it was hard for me to sign it, honestly, because I love being independent. Like I love Russ and Mac Miller, rest in peace. And I, I really align myself with that independent wave. But mm. um, the deal, it is sort of more of a partnership. I'm not like a signed artist. I mean, I am, but it, it, it's the structure of the deal is a partnership and it feels like the right next step. I mean, I, I'm trying to make a, a fire album, so it's tough to do that fully by yourself. Yeah, damn. That is so fucking exciting, man. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I appreciate you. So how do you make sure that like down the road though you don't just turn into like a TikTok producer? Like do you have any steps in mind for that or are you just gonna go with the flow? <laughs> I mean, one step is not posting on TikTok. Like I haven't posted on TikTok mm. in over a month now. Or Instagram. I'd be off social media. Except Loki, I'd be on these fucking dating apps trying to get some chicks out here but like nah i haven't been on tiktok or instagram in over a month um just i just wanted to get away from that scene like there were mad people commenting i mean not that much hate but there was a little hate which kind of did get to me it annoyed me a lot because i get that it was just like bro no one knows how much time i'll be putting into this shit and people will be trying to comment hate for the kids. i don't know but that and also I was just so sucked into this whole, I, I'm not trying to be an influencer. Like, I'm not an influencer. Bro. Look at me. I'm not, you know, I'm not some fucking <laughs> 10 out of 10, six pack at, like, bro. I'm just a fucking homie Jewish kid with a crazy, thank you, God, you know, musical gift. So I'm just trying to make heaters, like, fire music. So mm. I guess to get out of that TikTok producer box, I think it probably make some really good songs that, you know, on the radio and shit, not just on TikTok. So that's what I'm trying to do oh, real yeah. badly. You feel me? Yeah. But yeah, I love the Jufro, man. That's that's definitely part of your style. Yeah. <laughs> I am trying to get to like get like you though with the curls coming down. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> so yeah, because you are in a way still like mysterious. Like I don't think anyone when they think of Ricky desktops thinks of they think you, right? Like who knows? But like at that point, like you still have a chance to like come out and like make your own like staple like your own fashion statement when you're coming out like people you can still build like your persona if you want in a way that bro that, that that's where i'm at right now loki i've just been ordering some outfits online i'm trying to get easy for like for the gram i guess take some some fly picks yeah i mean i don't even know though i mean i'm not even into all that shit but yeah it's i mean it is what it is. I'm just into, I'm just into the music so high, bro. I'm yes. so fucking passionate about it. It is crazy. Like, I know you keep always been saying you're passionate about music, bro. bro. I think I'm the most passionate about music, bro. It's mm, it's so much love there, like all the time, bro. Yeah, stay true to that, man. Like, if you don't want to be some fucking guy who has grills and all these tattoos and shit, don't do that. Oh, 
salute to that. Yeah, nah. <laughs> no, no tattoos for me. I got hella. Well, yeah, I only have three, but I want hella more. Bro, like, I, I respect it. I just can't. <laughs> I couldn't even do the needles. I don't know how you sit through the. It's painful. Oh, shit. Right? Yeah, anyone that says it feels good, it's like it's like alcohol. When anyone who says alcohol tastes good is lying. Anyone that says that tattoos feel good are lying. They, they it's it no, they yeah, exactly. Well, what's your like first memory of doing some type of music, whether it's working on a DAW or? Mm. Bro, I'm right here. I got this, this drum set right here. Same drum set I, I grew up on. I was actually watching your interview with with Jarrett Johnson. I heard him say the same thing. He grew up playing drums. I was like, Damn, me too. Yeah. So, bro, I must have been three years old, mad, like right out the womb. Wow. Uh, my older brother was playing drums, and I like I just hopped on and I was nice with it, low key, mad young. My parents were like, "Damn, this kid's nice at drums." I don't know. So I was just, <laughs> I just, I don't know. Think I say thank God a lot, but I somehow just. I was just fire rhythm. I was just mad young, just vibing on the drums and started playing keys and like high school band and shit, rapping with the homies throughout high school, freestyling in the car. And then 10th grade, picked up Ableton, uh, basically broke my leg playing ball, playing basketball. So I couldn't hoop anymore. I was on the team and shit. And then just locked in on Ableton for this producing software and then just got so deep in it you know it's been a grind bro me rapping other people rapping producing for people in college i was doing some shows and me rapping on stage and shit but like more so i was on the producer grind yeah it's been just a lot of just trial and error i mean i'm you know so just lots of music and just trying shit out you know oh yeah so like on your Spotify, there's like some songs that have features on them. Like, are those your friends that you grew up with? Or are they just like local artists? Um, which ones? Let me see. I'll go on your shit right now. Ricky Desktop. Yeah, I love you have bad songs on here. It's crazy. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, you do. Let me look at one. Um, yeah, how about this one? Built different. Came out in 2020. The Stampede, Bobby Sasquatch, and Ricky Desktop. Like, are these people that are like your friends that you just sometimes like put music out with, or how does that work? Exactly. No, that's my homie Eli uh, from college. He plays saxophone, and uh, we have so many songs together. And we kind of just decided on this name, the Stampede, uh, just kind of for fun. And so. That was that. So that song built different. He he actually made the beat, and then I I was rapping on it, super just for fun. Like it's just out of, off the love, you know, nothing too crazy there. Mm -hmm. Like down the road, when you continue to build your platform, you're gonna still probably work with your friends, or how is that gonna work for you? Do you think? Yeah, bro. I mean, yeah. I mean, even if I have to start getting songs, with, you know, with big rappers and shit, Young Thug, and like, you know, I mean, yeah. I I don't see why I would have to stop working with friends i don't know dude music mm -hmm. is so fun it, like, i don't i mean you can imagine like, hard drives and hard drives are just unreleased songs just with the yeah. homies so yeah damn so what's the next step though like 
this album probably is going to probably take a while, right? So, like, do you have anything in the meantime that you're going to do to, like, just continue to build up your name? Um, well, I mean, the album, we're going to be releasing singles, so definitely going to be dropping those as individual songs. But, I mean, I don't really know. I think uh, I mean, I got to get a new phone so the camera's a little better. I mean, I, I have this idea for sort of a Netflix show that I would like to pitch of where like, I'm the character and then I just have some cool ideas for the plot. So that would be dope. And then I don't really know. I think I should, I mean, I, I haven't even posted on social media in mad long. So I, I don't really know. I think probably, I think what I'm going to do is just po- start posting fly pics on Insta and then maybe just some videos of me making beats on the fly, like just vibing, playing keys, making beats. And, stuff. Yeah. and then, um, and then I don't know, I guess I'll get back on TikTok. I mean, my thing with TikTok is I, I feel like I've milked what I could out of the viral beats. And so I don't know, part of me wants to wait till I have some fire songs for the album to get back on TikTok, but I might just get back on and just, I don't even know. I mean, bro, thank God the financial situation is looking pretty solid and stuff. And so I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm not fiending to do anything, you know, so. Trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to make the best music that I can get out. Basically. Yeah, I just don't want to see you turn into a fucking just TikTok producer twenty twenty four seven man. Like, bro, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, no disrespect to TikTok. TikTok's sick, but yeah, I mean, I don't even know what a tick. I mean, if anyone's a TikTok producer, it's probably me. Like, I have the most viral beats on the fucking app. I mean, oh wow, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I don't know, but. The whole my, the thing with TikTok, I made it. I got on TikTok out of necessity. I thought to myself, mm-hmm. I am not popping on anywhere else. I don't have shit, so I just got on TikTok and I got it going. I built the whole Ricky desktop thing from scratch. You know, so if I decide I don't want to do it anymore, I could decide. But I don't know. I think I'll just be chilling. <laughs> mm. So what did what did twenty twenty look like for you though? Like were you literally just home all the time, just making beats, like planning? Like are you a big planner or not really? I mean, I was in North living in North Carolina in my room over there, I had an apartment and I was just like making beats that I thought would go viral and then posting them on TikTok so many times, bro. I was like, who's trying to make this go viral? Who's trying to make this go viral? Anyone trying to help me make this beat go viral? Yo, you trying to help me make mm. this beat pop off? Yo, I just made this beat. It's a, like, bro, I, was, I was the spammer, like, posting on my feed, bro. Thousands of videos. The boat beat, the shark boy beat, the dice beat, like, all these beats. And that was, bro, I was pretty much just doing that and fucking going to Walgreens, getting myself some ice cream, bro, and just and, and just trying to make my shit go viral. It's crazy. And it, yeah. I'm so blessed, bro, because it went so viral. So it got me in a good place. Did you go to college or anything like that? Or did you know that music was what you really wanted to do? Um, I graduated from college last year in 2019. But I wasn't really, I was skipping class a lot and just making beats all night and just Mm. doing music. But um, yeah, no, I I went to like this place, Tulane, New University in New Orleans. So I um, I got a psychology degree and then a music science and technology degree which was cool, like, great professor. He, like, he, like, the, that, that, that was actually the homie. He was just saying, bro, all you got to do is just make some music and bring it into class. I was like, fuck it, I'm down. And he saw it, and then 
But yeah, I mean, bro, there's really nothing too like glamorous about my story. It's really just someone who was working grinded, working hard. Yeah, for any artists out there, I'm not saying you you want to promote it, but like, do you think college is very important if you're gonna be an artist? No, <laughs> no yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, the whole time I was there, I was just thinking about why I didn't really want to be there. To be honest, like, bro, I do not. I hated mm. class. Hated class. Mm. I mean, there were some that there were some stimulating conversations with professors but no nah, i mean i don't know it just depends on your situation i mean my family and like my neighborhood in florida everyone was going to college my parents so i mean i was not a good student in high school i was one of those kids that uh um got like got like a high score on my sats and shit but i wasn't really rocking with class like that All right so yeah I would not advise college. Yeah, you could you could not pay me to go back to high school. Did you are you I um I graduated in twenty nineteen from high school and then I um got hired at a radio station like while I was still in high school. Mm-hmm. So I knew I wanted to be in radio and um there's no radio degree in Washington State. So like I would have to get like I wanted to stay at the station, so what what I would have had to do was be at the station, work go to a community college and then after the community college, leave to go out of state to get a radio degree, even though I'm already part of the station. So I didn't have to have like a freaking PhD to say, hey, I'm, do, I know all this stuff if I'm already part of the station, you know. So like I um, decided not to go to college and um, basically just interviewing people and go, like being in the city is like college for me realistically, like. I've done over a hundred interviews in like one year. Wow. I've been working with a lot of big artists and it's uh because that's what when people think when people think of college, like the main thing they're thinking of is like making a lot of connections. That's what I'm doing. You're learning skill sets. Right. I've learned a lot of skill sets in the past year. And I'm saving a fuck ton of money compared to people who have to like be in college debt once they leave college, right? Like 100%. fuck that. And it seems like you're trying to build a brand, which is really important. I mean you start swinging t-shirts that say NAS on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're building a brand, bro. I mean, salute. That's what you're doing is what I would advise someone to do, you know? Oh, yeah. That's what Gary V said. You know Gary V, obviously? Yes, sir. <laughs> I love Gary V. That's my that's my dog. Yeah. So, actually, tell me about this. Um, so, Jairus Johnson said he basically just, like, hit you up. You said, yeah, and then it was the end of it. Is that basically how you and Jairus know each other, just – like a contract basically and that's it pretty much yeah <laughs> honestly pretty much i mean he hopped on the freestyle on tiktok and then i don't even they were like hitting me up to drop in i was getting i didn't really acknowledge or whatever and then yeah we basically just got this contract that like worked it out basically mm. i don't know i mean people think i got the shitty end of the stick because i don't i don't want to get into it i it's all good, you know. It is, you know. It worked out well, right? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, um, the song is pretty fire, and it's, it's like on top of my fucking Spotify. Like, it's kind of, it is what it is. I mean, it's crazy. It's just funny. Shit, just, I don't even know. I think that song proves the concept that if you hop on one of my beats, the song's gonna be fire. You know, so that's sort of for the album. Obviously, I have more beats like the banjo beat in the vault, 
So that's sort of inspiring. The album's going to be fire. But it, it's crazy. I mean, that song, 6.6 million streams. I mean, that's no joke. So. Mm-mm. Dude, that <laughs> that guy basically got signed off of you. Like that's actually pretty. <laughs> that's why people think I got the city end of the stick. Like I probably should have gotten a portion of his advance, if we're being honest. And I never got paid upfront for the beat, but we ended up doing a split. But I mean, dude, it's just weird. Like when you're an artist and like you're truly passionate, like me or you, like you you sometimes forget like how much of a business being an artist actually is. And like, you might think something's not, whether you think it's going to blow up or not, you just think you're doing like a good thing. Like, Oh yeah, of course you can use my song or use my voice. And then they know what they're actually getting into versus you or just trying to be a nice guy or whatever. And then you're like, wait, what the fuck just happened? And then then there's like contracts and all this shit. And like, if you don't understand what these contracts are saying, you're kind of getting the shitty end of the stick. Yeah. yeah no i mean that's that is a fact it's how it be i mean no i don't think i fully got the city end of the stick i I don't really know i think we got to see if we're being honest how it plays out in the future with this particular situation in terms of just the the finances i don't want to speak too much on it but i i I think it'll be straight i think it'll be straight and bro shout out Derek johnson bro for real he fucking he he did what a lot of people said they were going to do and never did. I mean, because I had a lot of people telling me, bro, let me just hop on the book. Because I the boat beat and these other beats. And, oh, it's going to go viral the same way Jason Derulo did that with Savage Love. And, like, everyone was saying that and nobody actually did it. So I salute mm-hmm. Jairus, bro. He fucking did it. And then he made a good song out of it. And, I mean, obviously it's not the same scale as Savage Love because he's not Jason Derulo. But, I mean, it's kind of a hit it's not a hit but it's like almost a hit i don't know it, it's you know it's a bona fide hit it's uh Hell yeah. and he got signed. six times platinum on tiktok <laughs> yeah exactly but he got the the fyp uh fyp plate but yeah nah crazy Hell yeah interesting well think about it think about it this way like um one of my first interviews was this guy named black party who's like signed under childish gambino's record label and um he came from this very. He came from Little Rock, Arkansas, which is a very, very tiny music scene. So basically, the three people that to blow up out of Little Rock is Black Party, this guy named Gundes Garcon, who I also interviewed, and this other lady named Carrie Foe. And I haven't interviewed Carrie Foe yet, which I hope I can, because they don't have all three of them, right? And um, basically, they all were on the like music scene at the exact same time. They all threw the exact same concerts. They like, opened up for each other. They were all relatively close they knew that they were like all competition against each other but like they worked they worked together basically to make their music scene pop off so basically black party and uh, carrie foe blew up and like childish gambino like helped get them known like he remixed their songs and shit it was like huge for them yeah got a co-sign from childish gambino on twitter all that stuff and then gundes garcon he was still part of the music scene for like an extra few couple of years well, they were out there in like Hollywood, basically. He was still in Little Rock for like years, and then finally he got his big break. You know, like it took him way longer than it took you, basically, right? Like you Wait, and Jerry's kind of Spotify for which one? For Black Party. Yeah, Black Party is B. How do you spell oh, yeah. it? B L. Oh yeah, he's popping on Spotify. Hell yeah! Maybe I'll hit him up for the for the tape. Oh yeah. 
Dude, I'm telling you, you should look at my catalog. That's what I'm using the podcast for, realistically, like a resume for other artists to look into and be like, oh, I actually vibe with this guy's background and what he's doing versus maybe I actually don't like what this guy's all about, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's imp- interviews, whether people see it or not, are like pretty important. Like back in the day, like you would actually have like, you'd get schooled on how to do interviews. Like if you were part of a record label and now everyone's like, could, anyone could be an interviewer at this point. Yeah. Like it's not, it's like record labels don't even take time to teach their artists how to do that. Like, do you know who Casanova is? The, the guy who's in trouble. Yeah, dude. You know why he's in trouble? Oh, like, of course for all that, tr- all that shit, but he got, he caught, he got caught up with himself on like DJ Vlad or whatever. Like, he was basically telling the interviewer like all the bad shit he's done, and then the fucking FBI like paid attention to that shit. That's crazy. Like, damn. Like, <laughs> I mean, bro, I'd be watching interviews all day. I mean, I've already mentioned like I, I'm a big fan of Jack Harlow just because I was a fan of him before he blew up, and so that mm-hmm. blew, you know, so I mean, I'd be watching his interviews, bro. Fucking a lot of producers' interviews on this uh, podcast, producer grind. Dude, interviews are the best. I mean, yeah, that's why I, I was down to do ours, bro. It's 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 sick. It's the best content, Hell especially yeah. if you're an up and comer, like to see from the point of view of someone who's kind of done what you're trying to do, bro. It's so helpful. Mm-hmm. It's like a time capsule. That's what I was telling Juris Johnson. You know, like you, you can look back on this in a few years and be like, wow, look how much I've grown, or look how much I haven't grown, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's crazy. Did you see the new Jack Harlow video with Big Sean? That shit was. Dope yeah, as hell. He's the boy. My favorite part is like Big Sean's rapping. He's like, before I finished my questions, he said yes. I was like, oh, do you remember that part <laughs> at the bar? Yeah. She's like, yes. I was like, <laughs> I love that, dude. Yeah, it's sick. Super. Yeah, Big Sean looks dope as fuck with braids and that beard. So fresh. It's nuts. How many monthly listeners? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. These guys. Yeah have like they're set just if they start releasing music just their monthly listeners alone would like carry them for a few years i'm trying to get to 10 mil because i mean that's really the number that i look at the most of these days my monthly listeners right mm-hmm. now i'm at 1 million seven hundred thirty nine thousand two hundred twenty three i'm trying to Jesus. get that to 10 mil oh yeah that's weird dude all you need is a fucking jack harlow feature and some shit it's over i mean yeah, I don't even know, like, with what's good with all that. I mean, because you'd be paying for a feature, but then they don't post you on their social media. I'm not really trying to, yeah, that's tragic. I'm not trying to be in that environment. I'm trying to, like, I would rather work with someone with less clout, but that's going to really rock with the song. Yeah, um, real I, connections. Yeah. I did that song with Kim Dracula. I don't know if you saw the Bard's last note. Um, Kim Dracula is dope. He's a... Uh, <clears throat> big on tick oh yeah, yeah yeah sort of in this you know metal core sphere mm-hmm. a little like yeah gothic i guess you could say but that song i mean it was just dope because kim dracula was was hyping it up on tiktok instagram and so was i and it wasn't it, there was nothing forced that you know it was a supernatural thing i posted the beat and then kim popped on it on tiktok and i was like yeah you trying to make it a song he said yeah and and we just got it popping so yeah, I don't know, and and there wasn't any exchange of money involved. We kind of just split, you know. So, I don't. What was the point of that? Oh, I was just saying when you're working with artists, you know, I I, I would like it to be like that, where that's where they're hyping it up too, you know. 
Hell yeah. Yeah, that's because you need genuine relationships in this industry to go far at least, right? Yeah. Like, um, I always go back to like the early days of hip-hop, 80, 80s and 90s. Like, anytime I interview an older artist like from that era, they know every single artist in that era. Like, they're all connected. Either it's East Coast or West Coast, they all know each other. Like, it's just that there's so many artists nowadays, it's kind of harder to do that. But like... You can still do it. Just be genuine and not don't just take money versus put your passion first. Kind of honestly, like realistically, like even though it's a weird thing to say, like it'll get you farther than just taking money. And money's the root of all evil, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, more money, more problems. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm just thinking about everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, trying to make Dude, good music. Yeah. Being a producer, like realistically, kind of, if you're if you're an artist, you kind of you can kind of run out of inspiration. Like, how many words can you say in the span of like, if you want to have like a forty year long career, that kind of you're gonna say the same shit eventually. Like, at this point, like Little Wayne's like my favorite rapper. He got signed when he was eight years old, man. And like, some of his music actually, he uses some of the same lyrics in his music at this point. I'm like, yeah, dude, you're kind of. But, like, if you're a producer, you can consistently change your sound. Like, this is just the beginning of your career, dude. Like, you might not even sound like... You might just completely drop this bass stuff down the road and turn into, like, a Mad Lib or some shit or an Alchemist. Like, yeah, bro. You can probably, always I'm change. Already, man. bro. Already that's the case. Like, nah, I mean, low-key on some Corel vibes, Mark Ronson. I mean, bro, it's... it's I would low-key say Corel is the closest comparison. I would compare myself to someone who's a legend already because, bro, because Pharrell, to drop it like it's hot, right, with Snoop Dogg, that song is so gassed, but then Pharrell hops on the verse and say, damn, that dude's rapping voice isn't that fire, but he just, he gets the flow. He knows how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I sort of see myself in that sphere where I'll make a heater of a beat, get a dope rapper on it, you know, and then Loki hop on, get some bars in, and then it'll, it'll work yeah. out. Dude, Pharrell's such a legend. I love Pharrell. Dude, Pharrell's dope. His fucking brand, even. Like, just. Bro. Scout yeah. Nerd. He's got the Neptunes. Got the HU shoes. I Am Other. You should try to get on I Am Other. What? Have you it? heard of that? Some, a Seattle artist, actually. Um, So there's a Seattle artist. I went to his show last year. And he was just like a local up and coming artist. Like he just had like a, um, it was like a al- it was like an album show, and it was like literally just like friends and family. Like no one, it wasn't a big show whatsoever. His name is Moondrop. Yeah. And like me and my me and my friends were like, yeah, he's cool. Like is this isn't the best, this isn't the best show ever, but he definitely has potential. A year ago, now, literally last week, almost a year to date, he's on this thing called I Am Other which is what Pharrell teamed up with SoundCloud and they're releasing these albums every few months that are who who Pharrell deems is like coming up in the industry and he hand selects like these artists to put on an album called I Am Other. It's like a compilation album. That's hard. That's sick. Yeah. Look into that. Yeah, yeah that's I Am Other. Oh yeah, I Am Other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. A lot, yeah, it's fast. As a producer, I mean, there's I just popped a guitar, I've been making guitar beats and fucking like, yeah, there's so much. 
I mean, even the banjo beat, I, did, I found that banjo sample and just made some shit with that. But I mostly be playing keys. Yeah, like, I'm inspired now. Right after we get off, I'm about to start cooking some heat. Hell yeah, man. Great. For sure. So what is some advice that you have for up-and-coming artists, creators, influencers? Um, I mean, I don't really have anything too crazy. Just the typical thing is just don't stop. And just and it's, it's hard to say this or actually mean something, but like actually believe in yourself. I mean, it's everyone always says that. So it's hard to make that, you know, meaningful. But I mean, if you make the decision that you're trying to ultimately make a living doing art or music or, you know, do what you're passionate about, that's, you got to believe it and you got to just figure it out. I don't know. It's, I don't really have anything crazy. Just grind and watch interviews and figure it, figure shit out on YouTube and watch how to videos, tutorials. Hell yeah. But I think the most important thing is like making it your living. I mean, that was my goal at the beginning of the year, like, bro, stop. you need to make music your income. You've been making music for eight years and it hasn't been your full-time income. I was doing shows in New Orleans, playing piano for rappers, getting paid, but it was never my income. Like, bro, you gotta figure out, how, you know what I'm saying? So that's really the thing, just figure out how to monetize and just study what's working and figure it out. <laughs> that's all I got, really. I know that wasn't the best advice, but it was like, work hard, figure no, really? it out believe in yourself it makes sense yeah. <laughs> so what is the easiest way for people to reach you um i guess i guess igdm ricky desktop on instagram i mean um i don't currently have the app tiktok so not there right now but i'll probably go back on soon but yeah i guess hit me on the gram if you need to reach me is that what you were trying to say or were you like was i supposed to do yeah promo there? for sure or no. no, you can just say that. Yeah, hit me on the gram. There we go. Ricky Desktop. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, this is the NAS podcast with Ricky Desktop. <laughs>